Hey everybody, welcome to The Comeback. I'm your host, Kyle Michael Miller. During this episode, we're talking with 40-year-old Ajit Talani, who underwent a life-saving lung transplant and anti-reflux surgery after doctors in India could no longer help him. We're also joined by Dr. Atul Mehta from Cleveland Clinic's Department of Pulmonary Medicine. But first, here's Ajit in his own words. Hi, my name is Ajit Tulani. I'm 40 years old and now live in Beechwood, Ohio. When I was 15 years old and living in India, I remember I went for a shower and my hands started turning blue. Doctors confirmed I had scleroderma. It's a rare autoimmune disease that can be life-threatening over time. I felt healthy overall until 20 years later, I started getting fevers and pneumonia. In 2016, Doctors India told me I only had a few months to live. I flew from India to Cleveland Clinic. I almost died waiting for a lung transplant, but doctors found a donor for me. Cleveland Clinic also had to do an innovative anti-reflux surgery, and it worked. I'm loving time with my family. I've been given a second chance at life. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thank, Thank you. Ajit, you've been through quite a remarkable medical journey that started when you were younger, when you were a teenager, and has taken you from India to here in the United States today. How are you feeling? Believe it or not, I feel much better than ever before because now the focus is more on health, and I'm under the supervision of you know right experts here. So everything, I'm feeling great here. You've been living with this disease for quite some time, but it really wasn't until about 2014 that it started causing problems. How did it impact your life? So I remember it was one fine afternoon. I was sitting in my office and I started feeling that I have temperature. And when I went and checked, it was 104 Fahrenheit. That was kind of a wake up call. And we went to doctor, doctor said, oh, simple pneumonia. They treated me with antibiotics. After that, it started, the Pneumonias keep flaring up again and again. I started observing much more shortness of breath. I used to exercise I mean, regularly in those days, but my the whole strength for doing exercises and everything started going down. Dr. Mehta, help us understand this disease a little bit more. What is scleroderma? Scleroderma is a um, disease of unknown cause. Nobody knows why one develops scleroderma. There is no etiology or there is no causation for that. But the condition involves what we call it as soft tissues of the entire body. Predominantly, it involves the blood vessels and causes narrowing of the blood vessels of the different parts of the body. Second thing, it also involves um, esophagus, your food pipe, and impairs its action or what we call it as contractions of the esophagus is significantly impaired as a result of all the changes taking place in the soft tissues of the body. Uh, it also causes high blood pressure in some patients. And it also causes similarly pressures increased in the lungs as well, what we call it as pulmonary hypertension. In some individuals, the soft tissues of the lungs can also get involved with scleroderma, which is referred as pulmonary fibrosis. In medical term, basically, it is a scarring of the lung. So are some of the symptoms that Ajit mentioned, are those typical for a patient dealing with this condition? Yeah, they are kind of typical, uh, but what Ajit described was when his disease had become, it had progressed significantly. 
in the beginning most patients would have, which is a very common term. It's not, uh, it's a medical term, but it's a very common term called as Renaud's phenomenon, meaning that when um, any patient is with scleroderma is exposed to cold temperatures, especially the fingers and sometimes the toes, they would become red, they would become white, they would become blue, and there is a significant pain mm -hmm. in the fingers and the toes of these individuals. Another very interesting thing with scleroderma is there is tightening of the skin as well. You know, there is loss of wrinkling because of the soft tissues involved. And what happens is some patients, they're not able to open their mouth properly because of the tightening of the skin around the mouth as well. These are some of the very early features. Some of the features Ajit did have, and fortunately he did not have all the symptoms of scleroderma. Ajit, throughout the next few years, you continued to see doctors in India, but instead of your condition getting better, it got worse. And then in September of 2016, doctors delivered you pretty bad news. What did they say? I had those pneumonia flare-ups and they did my scans and then they said, oh, you have ILD, interstitial lung disease. So we went to seek opinion to even more senior doctors there and they said, yeah, it looks good. Let's give you some medication and you'll be fine. Looks like you'll broadly be fine. And this was just the July. And a month after that, uh, we did a scan again. And the scan said significant deterioration within a month. We you know, went back, we scheduled appointment. And when he saw the scan just after you know, a couple of months, he said, I'm sorry, my friend, your game is over. And me and my entire family were shocked that three months back, you know, we had a situation where, you know, the doctor told us, you'll be fine. And in fact, at that time, we brought up the topic that you think transplant is a thing which we should be thinking. And he said, no, 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 you don't need transplant. You'll be fine. So, yeah, I mean, it was very shocking for all of us. And the worst is that we lost time in the process, you know. What was your family's reaction when you told them the news? My father didn't speak for 24 hours. My wife, mm -hmm. she was heartbroken. My sister was with me. Uh, she was shocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was not a happy situation. So when you were seeking medical treatment in India, you also had reached out to Dr. Mehta for some second opinions. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Mehta, what was your first reaction when you saw Ajit scans and when you first started consulting him about the case? I did my medical school in India, and I have lots of friends and family members still in India. So that's how I met Ajit, uh, through my family members. And they say Atul is a lung specialist from the Cleveland Clinic, and why don't you go and seek, uh, go and seek his opinion? So first time when I met Ajit, um, I knew the severity of his illness. It was quite evident to me looking at his uh, CAT scans and his pulmonary functions. And I had a very candid uh, discussions with him that his condition has significantly progressed and soon he should consider lung transplantation. Uh, one of the other things was that um, looking at his CAT scan, it was quite evident that his esophagus, his food pipe was not working properly. Mm -hmm. He was aspirating some of his stomach contents, some of his you know, or food into his lungs causing aspiration pneumonias which might have been the reason for the fevers he was experiencing once in a while. Mm -hmm. So my initial reaction was that he had a severe lung involvement with his scleroderma, possible aspiration, lack of function of his esophagus, and that he should be considered for lung transplantation. 
but you couldn't help him when he was in India. He had to come to the United States to get care. I knew that no institution, even in United States, would do a lung transplantation on him because uh, many institutions, they do not want to take the risks of this type of procedures. It was only the Cleveland Clinic because I knew the cardiothoracic surgeon, I knew the thoracic surgeon, I had a confidence in my entire medical team of lung physicians like myself. We have everything what it takes for a successful lung transplantation. And hence, I told him that this thing can only be done in the U.S., and it could only be done at the Cleveland Clinic. Ajit, did you know you were in good hands when you first started yeah. talking to Dr. Mehta? It was it's so difficult even to you know talk to doctors in India. You know, here, whenever we needed, luckily, Dr. Mehta was always there. It was, it was unbelievable for us that, you know, whenever we needed, he's there, either by phone or email or in person. Mm -hmm. So we had that great confidence and that comfort through that. Mm -hmm. And not only Dr. Mehta, once we came here, we saw the entire team was like mm -hmm. that, you know. Dr. Mehta, scleroderma can cause a domino effect on some patients, and that was the case for Ajit. Will you sort of walk us through... Um, the different medical treatments that he went through here. It was the most essential thing that we take care of his oxygenation. And lung transplantation is not something you can do it electively. It always happens as an emergency procedure because we have to have a donor. We have to have the donor of the size of Ajit's chest and as well as a donor of Ajit's blood group. So we have to wait. Ajit was placed on... Uh, a transplant list. Even my gastroenterologists have not seen a patient with such a severe esophageal involvement with scleroderma. We had to plan out surgeries after surgeries to take care of his esophagus so that he does not develop aspiration after the lung transplantation is done. And Ajit can tell you for how many months he was not even allowed to eat so that before we take care of him. I know he was cheating once in a while. No, but I swear, never. That never. much I can swear. I once, but by mistake, gulped it down, but then see I found that, him. See, I remember. <laughs> so he was listed, but then his condition deteriorated. The first thing we had to do was to put him on the ventilator just to maintain the oxygenation. But we cannot keep him on the ventilator for a very long period of time and expect the lung, lung transplant to be successful. So we had to switch him to something what we call it as ECMO. It's basically an artificial lung to oxygenate his blood outside his body and then circulate it through his lungs and his brains and his heart. Meanwhile, we uh, had to perform a tracheostomy on him so that we can also ventilate his lungs and keep them expanded as well. At one time, Ajit deteriorated while everything was going on. He's waiting on the transplant list, but he developed fever because he had this. He probably even does not remember some of these events because he was kept sedated all throughout this time. And because he was spiking fever, we were afraid he had infection going on in his body. And uh, we cannot do transplant when he is infected. So believe it or not, I had to face the family to tell them that I'm taking him off the transplant list. Uh, and the only plea was that, okay, if his fever goes away, please give us a chance for 72 hours that if he gets better, please relist him. 
and miracle did happen and his fever disappeared mm. and we re-enlisted him, we reactivated him on the list and luckily for all of us, he got the donor <laughs> and uh, you see Ajit is sitting next to us. He's got a big smile on his yeah. face too. Well, I mean, this is, this is, uh, it's an incredible story. It is an incredible story. I mean, you know, I've been doing lung transplant for over 30 years, but you know, every case is unique and you want to do the best for your patient. And uh, it takes a whole village. We have a fabulous thoracic surgery team. They did a special procedure, which is called as fundal plication where they take the top portion of the stomach and wrap it around his food pipe so that he would not aspirate. Gee, you're, you're a complicated patient. <laughs> well, uh, and I would actually like to say one more thing. It's my understanding that the fundoplication which they gave me was probably first in the world involving this level of severity along with a lung transplant. Right. I don't think there is any known right. cases of that. Dr. Meadow, have you seen any other patients who have been as sick as the G was? Yes and no. I mean, the, every patient is different. As I mentioned, every patient is unique. And having been at the clinic for 38 years, that's before you were born. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, I've seen, I've seen, you know, a few things. But every patient is a unique experience. And the patients are the best teachers. But, of course, yes, Ajit's case was also unique in the sense that he came all the way from India. And everything went as we wanted to. So that's that's very unique thing about it. Yeah. So. Ajit, how's your quality of life today? Well, excellent. Yeah. So I do gymnastics now. If that kind of explains the situation, yeah. I go to my office every day, eight hours, very happily live with my family, uh, do everything, play games. So, yeah. So would you say that your life is better today after all of the medical treatment than it was even before you started? Oh, yeah, way more better, I would say. You know, the quality of life here... Uh, which we get after you know, these procedures, particularly if you follow all the advices of your doctor, can actually be better than before. Because think about it, earlier you were on your own. Right now I'm not alone, right? I have at least a team of 50 doctors behind me who are continuously one way or other watching me. Mm -hmm. So my life is much better. And I'm you, much more watched. Yeah, and you didn't move back to India. You stayed in Cleveland which yeah. we like <laughs> that yeah. you're here, your family now. <laughs> oh yeah, we love it here. You know, this is the city who gave life to me and my family. And I have an 11 year old daughter and she feels very attached to the Cleveland Clinic too. She said, I don't want to leave the area. I want to study here and be here. And now she wants to be a doctor too. So Ajit, we're going to play a quick game called mm -hmm. Go Fish. Okay. So we have a fish bowl in studio. If you want to take the lid off of the bowl okay. and you can pull out, there's, a, there's three questions in there. So pull the question out, read it, and then you can give us your best answer. So the question is, what is one life lesson learned from this medical journey? I think it's not even worth to have a single moment of regret or unhappiness. Mm. Live it to your 100%. Live every moment. You, know, you never know when your life changes. In three months, my doctor from promising, in doctors in India from promising me that I'll be fit and fine, they declared me almost dead, so yeah, it's not worth it. Just live, enjoy, do your best. It's okay to go through these treatments, but you will be able to do best of the best only when you live every moment after these treatments. You know, do everything, yeah. That's good advice. Two more questions. Question two. What advice do you have for someone trying to stay positive during healthcare? Communicate and talk to your healthcare advisor. 
healthcare personnel because they are the one who exactly know where you are, what you are. In all phases of things, they may not tell you everything because that will make you even more anxious. So have a trust in them that some they are thinking way beyond what you think they are thinking about you. Last one. How important is never giving up? I'm right in front of you, an example of that. There was time, even after transplant, I was giving up because the sickness goes to your mind, but that's the time. The doctors came and uh, talked to me. I was kind of, not right what is depressed, but the psychologists came, all doctors came, they would talk, nurses would talk. And then they said, no, don't give up. And my life, uh, my family, my wife, they said, you know, this is your second life, respect it. Respect the donor who has actually given up a life to give you this mm-hmm. life. So don't give up. And that's where, believe it or not, even I had, uh, you know, after ECMO necrosis of 10 fingers and toes, extremely painful, but I wouldn't give up exercising. I wouldn't give up keeping myself fit. There we are. Yeah. Don't give up. Follow a principle that if you are getting a second life, honor it. Respect it. I like that. I like that. Dr. Mehta, do you have any final thoughts before we finish up today? No, I think um, I'm very happy, very grateful that uh, Ajit is doing so well. So, no, it's... it's um, that is, this is the most gratifying thing for a physician when their patients do very well. Ajit, how about you? Any final thoughts? I want to say one more thing, definitely. You know, it comes out of me now. Now that I am, you know, fit, a lot of people come to me, talk to me how to get fit, and especially from India, because I'm one of those very few Indians who have been able to take this decision, come here and... You know, I still find there the doctors, I'm counseling a person and the doctor advised him that, hey, it's better to die on oxygen than go for a transplant. No, <laughs> it's not like that. Life after transplants can also be as great as I'm having, right? Yeah, we're so glad you're doing so well today. You look good. Thank you. You have a great family and a great quality of life. So thank you. We're glad to hear it. So Dr. Mehta still gets scared when I do gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> Just be careful. I don't want to break any bones. Right? No. Yeah, I so. Thank you both for taking time to chat with us today. Thank and you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website, clevelandclinic.org backslash podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play.